1938, Joe Gorgon makes his Major League debut for the New York Yankees. Peter Whitehead wins the Australian Grand Prix, and Detective Comics Incorporated premiered Action Comics number one with a cover date of June 1938. It was in fact April 18th, 1938, where the world was introduced to Superman. sure of the validity of this statement that I'm going to make, but it is my belief that Action Comics number one is probably the most famous comic book in history. I'm not sure if it's the most recognizable. It is to me, but um, I would have to think that is, it is the most famous, the most newsworthy, the most talked about. You always hear about uh, stories of a, a, a copy of Action Comics number one um, selling for you know extraordinary amounts of money, and, or like oh they found it in their attic and now they they were able to save the farm or some 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 story like that. Um, and of course, why is it so famous, Action Comics? Because it is the first first time the world was introduced to uh, the Blue and Red Boy Scout, the Man of Steel, uh, the last son of Krypton, uh, Mr. Clark Kent himself, Superman. Now, some of these term terms, some of these um, things that, that we know uh, about Superman today weren't there with him right away. Um, and, you know, I thought it would be fun to go back, all the way back, to the 1930s to see where it all started and to read these classic action comics um, and to just kind of learn the history of Superman as it was, you know, as it was revealed. Uh, I also think it would be fun to kind of Go back and, and see how things are different in the 30s. How, not only how Superman is different, but how comic books are different. How um, just how the world uh, sees things, you know, just to see things through the 1930 lens of uh, two comic book creators. Of course, we're talking about Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Uh, this is reaction comics where I am going to go through every issue of action comics just kind of um, I read them and then I react to them talk about them and uh, just kind of have fun you know there is some wild stuff the the, the Superman that that um, that we know today is not fully formed yet uh, and we we you know we get to when we're reading these, if if you're able to read these, you get to see a Superman that was very very much like created for um, you know these short form stories with um, very little backstory. 
you know, just real like, you know, I, I'm a sucker for a Superman origin story. I've read plenty of Superman origin stories. Um, but this, the origin that we get in the original Action Comics um, comic is, is short and sweet and just missing all kinds of detail. But I thought it would be fun to read uh, every issue of Action Comics, which means this podcast will be, uh, will be there It'll be like the last thing I do, like I'm at my, you know, I'm in hospice and I'm like, I, I have to read the, the latest issue of Action Comics. And then my wife will be there. She'll be like, Michael, you don't even have a computer anymore. You're, you're, you're talking into your dialysis machine. I'll be like, no, uh, mother, please, because that would be my nickname for her. Mother, please just let me talk into my podcast machine some more. And, they'd be, and then the nurse would be like, she, he needs to be alone. He's getting excitable. Um, as you can see, you're going to find out that I go off on these little tangents sometimes where I, I'm not even sure where I'm going and I don't plan these things. But I hope to bring some of that, um, that maturity with me along the way uh, as we go all the way back to June 1938 to Action Comics number one. That cover, first of all, is... It is the like that is the the part that's the most famous. You see this Superman holding this car up. You see these guys running, uh, and I have to tell you, I always thought, as, as a, a when I was you know when I've seen this before I read it, I always thought Superman caught a car and saved these three guys, but I couldn't be more wrong. So why don't we get right into Action Comics number one, and. What I like is the, and I said, I mentioned, the, the origin of Superman has been told over and over and over again. Uh, and I've read it over and over again. They tweak it here, tweak it there. You learn about Jor-El. You learn about Krypton. Uh, you, you get the, all this whole history. And, and um, you, you learn about kryptonite, all these things. All right? You get none of that. You don't, you don't, get, you don't get Ma and Pa. Can't, you get none of that right away. The first frame. Now, if you're able to read this, um, I hope you check it out. I'm reading it on the DC Universe Infinite app. Um, I signed up for it because I was a Comixology Unlimited guy, but all I cared about was reading Superman and Batman and um, Justice League stuff and all this other stuff that was there I didn't care about. So I thought, why not go DC Universe? Just switched over to fully comics. Let's go. I signed up for a full year. So I'm stuck with it for a year, and I'm going to read the hell of it. I am loving it so far, and part of that is reading all these old um, action comics. So I'm reading it digitally, uh, and um, I'm going. I'm going to try to go through panel by panel. Uh, so I hope you. And, and again, this is only a 14-page comic book, or a 14-page story, I should say. It's part of a larger story, but these action comics are only um, only focusing on the Superman stories, as this podcast is. And I have to tell you, 14 pages, they pack so much in because each page has t these square panels that are just filled with, with, uh, with story. But the whole Superman um, origin story is told in the first panel. We see a ship sort of taking off from some sort of off the top of a building of some planet with mountains and everything. And again, I'm not sure what the difference is in color. This is a digital version. I'm sure it's been color corrected over the years. Um, but it, the, the art is sparing, you know, it is, it is, you know, it, obviously it matures over time. Um, and I, I don't even know how long Siegel and Schuster um, stay with 
the 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 art and the writing. It'll be interesting to see. But um, the first panel right away, I'm still there. It says, as a distant planet was destroyed by old age, a scientist placed his infant son within a hastily devised spaceship, launching it toward Earth. So we know that there's a distant planet, and we know that it was destroyed by old age, which it's been destroyed. I don't know. There's been different tellings of it. Um, and a scientist places infant son within a hastily devised spaceship. Well, yeah, that sounds about right, launching it toward Earth. So according to this, it was sent to Earth on purpose. And when the vehicle landed on Earth, a passing motorist discovered the sleeping babe within, turning the child over to an orphanage. So we don't get any Mon Pa Kent. Don't find this, this, this alien child. It's some dude, some woman, somebody. Finds it, brings it to an orphanage, and they show the next frame is um, th- this baby holding a cherub over his head, and it's they, they're like, the attendants were unaware the child's physical structure was millions of years advanced of their own. They were astounded at his feats of strength. He carried a, a, a like a you know a, a chair over his head, um, so he's not he's not a secret. This is where it throws me off. Like, he's in an orphanage. Now, I don't know, does, does the orphanage cover things up? Because uh, the next frame, it's like when maturity hits, he discovers he could easily leap one-eighth of a mile, hurdle a 20-story building, raise tremendous weight. So they show him they show him working at construction really strong. So people already know who this dude is. I don't know how he's hiding as a, as a newspaper reporter. He can't fly yet. There's no flight. And he can run faster than an express train, you know, faster than a locomotive or whatever. The, all those sayings that we got during the radio and the TV show. And nothing less than a bursting shell could penetrate his skin. So a bursting shell could penetrate his skin, is what they're saying, but nothing less. So he's not the fully, he's not like completely, um, you know, unbeatable. But there's no, um, there's nothing that says like part of his planet could come down and kill him. Uh, early, then the, the, it says right there, early Clark decided he must turn his titanic strength into channels that would benefit mankind. So we see right away his name's Clark. Uh, they don't say Kent yet. And so was created Superman, champion of the oppressed, the physical marvel who had worn, who had sworn to devote his existence to helping those in need. Now, that that is definitely the truth. I, I have to tell you, I've read the first 14 issues of Action Comics. Um, so I, I already know that the Superman that we know, um, he is, you know, he's not, he's not perfect. We'll put it that way. Yes, he wants to help people, but it seems like he goes around finding these small, these small issues and making a big deal of them sometimes, um, and getting in trouble and not really caring of how he solves this issue. And I feel we're going to find that out. You know, Superman can sometimes be a little bit of a jerk in these early ones, and I love it, and I can't wait to talk more about it. It And, and what I like is the, the next um, scene, the next frame, is basically telling us, look, a, they, they give us a scientific explanation of Clark Kent's amazing strength. So there we see his name, Clark Kent. Um, now, the way we are led to believe it now is that Krypton has a red sun. When you're there, he's normal. But when he came to Earth, the yellow sun allowed him to have these superpowers. Well, that's not said here. That's not, that was not the original plan. 
It says Kent came from a planet. He's basically they basically say that they came from a planet where they were millions of years advanced from us, and upon meet, reaching maturity, the people there all had titanic strength. So it, they're saying that everyone in crypt in this planet, because there's no name of a planet yet, everyone on this planet was really really strong, no matter what there, and that's very different than what we know today. And it's like you know, not even today. It's not incredible at all because we have a we have a, a creatures in our world that have sh- super strength, and they show the lowly ant can support weights hundreds of its times of its own, and the grasshopper can leap, what men would be the space what for men would be the space of several city blocks. So, right away we see that um, that they're comparing Superman to bugs. They're like, look, bugs can do it. So can Superman. Uh, and then we go right into our story, and right away it is a little crazy because we get, um, it says, a tireless figure races through the night, and we show Superman jumping. Now, he doesn't fly, but he's in the air a lot, and he is carrying a woman with her arms tied behind her back and her face um, with a, bl- not a blindfold, the, you know, a covering over her face, which I guess today would be um, very, very smart. But here she's being gagged. And um, they're flying over a house, and they reach the governor's mansion. And Superman leaves the woman outside, and he's like, make yourself comfortable. I, have ti- I haven't time to attend to it. Um, I haven't time to attend to it? What does that mean? I haven't time to attend to it. That doesn't even... That doesn't even... Oh, make yourself comfortable. I don't have time to make you comfortable. See, right away, the first thing we hear Superman say is kind of a, kind of a jerk. Kind of a jerk. Uh, and I love it. And he runs off into the governor's mansion. He beat, he he pushes his way in, and the, there's a butler. Now, do governors have butlers? I don't know. But they're like, I'm not going to read the whole thing for you. But he's like, I must see the governor. It's it's matter of life and death. And the butler's like, see him in the morning. Close the door. And Superman's like, No, I want to see him now. Smashes the door open. The butler's like, I'm going to have you arrested. And he's like, Take me to the governor. And the guy's like, I won't do it. He goes, Then I'll take you to him picks the butler up over his head and walks up the stairs like really really a bully like a big bully that this this uh the superman is he brings he gets to the governor's door now i don't know if this is how things are i've never been into the governor's mansion but uh in this town we don't doesn't say metropolis doesn't say anything the governor has a giant steel door into his bedroom and the the butler's like sorry dude that that door is made of steel you're not going to be able to try to knock down this door. He's like, that's a great idea. And he rips, he rips the door off the handle. The governor's like, what, what is going on? And Superman has a piece of paper in his hand. He's like, uh, this woman's going to be electrocuted in 15 minutes for murder, and I have proof here of her innocence, a signed confession. I don't think this would hold up in court. It seems like Superman probably coerced this woman. We don't know how he found this woman. We don't know how he... Um, he solved this murder. All we know, he's got a woman tied up outside, and he's got a piece of paper that says uh, that, he, that he has a signed confession about a murder. And he's trying to get someone uh, else um, um, off of death row. I, I feel like if Superman was a regular dude, he'd already be in prison. Uh, but the, um, the, the butler comes back, and he's got a gun. And Superman's like, really? Could you put that away? He's like, uh, if you take one more step, I'm going to shoot. And then he shoots Superman. The bullet bounces off him. The guy freaks the freaks out. And Superman's like, there's no time for horseplay. He grabs the guy. And what I do like is 
then we start to see this ticking clock. There was a good, good little story device where it says a life in the corner. It says 12 minutes to go before the, you know, this woman is, um, is executed. I don't know how many women were executed in the 30s, but in this comic book, it was about to happen in 12 minutes. And he, he pushes the, the butler out of the way. The, gives the, uh, he's like, I have proof. Governor, governor's like, let me see the paper. And he sees the paper, whatever it is, it works because he calls the penitentiary. He, he pardons this woman. He's like, I told you I was innocent. And then <clears throat> they look and Superman's already gone. He's like, he's gone. And, he, and the butler's like, yes, but here's a note he left. You'll find the real murderers bound and delivered on the lawn of your estate. So apparently everything held up in court. This woman didn't say she was coerced in any way, which I think she should have. Uh, but then the next day we see a newspaper reporter who, who it is. It's Mr. Clark Kent. And he sees in the newspaper that this woman was um, was able to live. You know, there's no Twitter. There's no TV. Uh, he's like, oh, it wasn't until the next day that he realized that it actually worked. And he looked in the paper, realized, okay, good, I'm not mentioned. Then we see miles away at the governor's mansion. He's like, okay, listen, I can't believe this this dude. He's not human, right? But thank God, he seems to be on the side of law and order. So he, it, it looks like he got the, um, the elite government of whatever town this is together and say, look, Superman's crazy. He scares the hell out of me, but he seems to be on our side. Now, then we see Clark Kent go to work, and does he work at the Daily Planet for Perry White? No. He works at the Daily Star for an unnamed editor. I am 14 issues in, and I still don't think they've named the editor yet. And he's like, you wanted to see me, sir? And the editor's like, have you ever heard of Superman? And Kent's like, what? Now, they realize now that, look, I need someone to get Superman stories. Can you handle it, Clark? And, and Clark's like, listen, if I can't find out anything about this Superman, no one can. Now, the editor should have been like, why, why, do, you, why do you say that? And then Clark would be like, uh, no reason. Then he fuddles with his glasses a little bit, and then he winks right to the camera, even though there's no camera. So the next shot, he must leave the guy's office, and we see this reporter on the phone, and he says, hurry up, Kent. A phone-tipped wife-beating at 211 Court Ave. And he's like, I'm on my way. Let me, let me, I want to dissect this. Because the next shot, 211 Court Ave, um, we see this dude standing over this woman who's cowering. She's lying on the ground. This guy has a belt in his hand. He's beating his wife. And somebody witnessed it and thought, I, I don't want to stop this. I don't want to call the police. I need to call the newspaper. That's the first thing he did. Now, maybe, maybe they called the cops. And then the cops called the paper. I don't know. There was no explanation. It just said um, a, a, a phoned tip. So somebody sent in the tip. And Superman's like, hold it. And the guy's like, what do you want? And then Superman's like, grabs him, lifts him above his head. And the guy goes, don't get tough. And he's like, tough is putting it mildly the treatment you're going to get. You're not fighting a woman now. And he throws this guy into the wall and smashes him. Now, I mean, the guy should have died instantly. But again, this is the very, very super strong Superman, but he's not the, you know, lift up a building Superman that we know today. Um, but he takes this this wife beating dude and he um, he just smashes him into the wall. And the dude's like, you asked for it. Now, this guy quickly went from wife beating jerk to murdering, attempted murderer jerk because he takes a knife and he goes to stab Superman um, and the knife just breaks off. 
And this this was scary. The dude freaked out and Superman and Superman just looked at him and said, "And now you're going to get a lesson. You'll never forget." I thought this was going to be Superman's first murder. The guy just fainted. He fainted and then the cops started showing up. So luckily he had his his um his reporter's uniform, reporter's shirt, puts it back on um and you know, gets there, gets in his suit right before the cops come in. And he's like, the cop's like, what are you doing here? He's like, Captain, I arrived to find this place. Looks like Superman was here. He dropped it. He came in and saved the day. And um, I guess Clark was just able to leave. A woman is being beaten. A man is fainted on the ground. And the reporter, Clark Kent, was just able to leave. Again, I feel like there's a disconnect on what this guy thinks he can get away with. Maybe not because he's actually getting away with it. Next shot, he's like back at the, at the paper. And he's like, hey, he's trying to ask Lois out for a date. And Lois Lane, in these early issues, is such a jerk to Clark Kent. Um, but again, Clark Kent, Superman's kind of a jerk too. Everyone's kind of jerky, uh, and I love it. He's like, hey, what do you say to a date tonight, Lois? So we see Lois for the first time, and she's like, I suppose I'll give you a break for a change. She, and um, all of a sudden, boom, that night, they're at, they're, they're at a dinner table, and they're not a dinner table. They're like a dancing, dinner dancing um, part, you know, some kind of club. And he's like, why do you always avoid me when I'm at the office? And she's like, you know, Clark, I hear sob stories all day. I really don't want to hear one now. So she's like, she's totally disinterested in being with Clark Kent. And we see this table of ruffians. And this guy's like, nice looking dame over there, huh? I guess I should cut in. He's like, Butch, what, do you, what about that escort? I don't, you know, suppose her escort don't like it. He's like, so what? I'll push his face in, and this will be good. Now, now you and I know this is Superman, and someone's coming to um, to fight Superman. Well, this dude comes over and says, "I'm going to cut in," and Lois is like, "You're going to stand for this?" Clark's like, "You know what? Well, let's be reasonable here. Let's let the fella dance, and we'll leave afterwards." And it says reluctantly, Kent adheres to his role of a weakling. So. We see right away that Clark plays the weakling part up so so as to um, make sure that no one thinks that he is also Superman, which makes complete sense to me. But Lois is, you know, a very strong, capable woman, and she's like, I'm not dancing with you. I'm not dancing with anybody. I want to leave now. And the guy, the, this guy Butch, he's like, you're going to dance with me and like it. And she smacks him. And Clark is like, Lois, don't. But then he's thinking, good for you, Lois. So I've noticed that there are, they don't have thought bubbles. They have um, right next to like the speaking like bubble, it's a bubble with like dotted lines, little dashes instead of a full solid. So that means he's thinking it like, oh, good for you, Lois, but no, don't. And this dude's like, you, you he goes, why don't you fight me? And he calls him a weak-livered polecat and Super, uh, Clark's like, I have no desire to do that. He pushes Clark in the face. Lois is like, I'm out of here. Whatever. She gets in the car. She gets in a taxi. And he's like, but Lois. And um, Lois then says, you asked me earlier this evening why I avoid you. I'll tell you why now. Because you're a spineless, unbearable coward. I mean, she pulls no punches. Now, Clark was kind of cowardly, did not stick up for his date, which was disrespectful. 
Um, but then we go back into the club and that guy Butch is like, I'm going to show that skirt she can't fool with old Butch Matson. And a few minutes later, we see um, this car leaving the club and Superman's on the roof of the club. I don't know what happened. We have to just think. I'm trying to put the pieces together. So Lois leaves and Clark's like, oh, that jerk. She left me. She's, be, she's so mean. So he stays behind and he's like, all right, I'm going to get on the roof and make sure that nothing bad happens. I'll get in my Superman outfit. Well, something bad is happening because he sees that car racing after Lois's taxi. Because in the next scene, he, they, he, um, he, they run Lois's taxi off the, off the side of the road. They grab her. We don't know what happens to the taxi cab driver. Hopefully he's okay. It's like, shut up and get her in the car. And they put her in the car. And they're like, what about that weak boyfriend? Maybe we'll see him too. I hope so, huh? It'd be funny to run him over. And they're like, oh, my God, watch out. And all of a sudden, Superman's standing on the road. And they're going fast. And it's like, look out, look out. You'll hit him. Superman jumps over the car. These guys freak out. They're like, oh, my God, he's chasing us. It's the devil. They ch he chases after Butch's car. Like, it, it, you know, really flying after him. Lifts it up. Lifts the car up over his head. And it's not in this. So this is the car from the cover of the issue. He then takes the car and he just shakes it, shakes it out to make sure everyone falls out, including Lois. Now, I think there's a blue guy in a suit, a, 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 like a yellowish, orange, brownish suit and a figure in red, which I think is Lois. And I don't think Clark catches her. I don't think so. I think she just falls. She probably got some sort of concussion or some sort of head injury, but... Apparently, she seems okay. Then the next frame is a more detailed version of the cover. The car is smashed in, and Superman takes the car and just smashes and smash. It says, smashes the car to bits. Now, Superman smashing cars. That is going to be an ongoing theme in action comics. Superman smashing things is going to be an ongoing theme in these early years, or at least these early issues of action comics, and I can't wait to talk about it. So uh, he just he smashes the hell out of this car. People are running for their life. And it says, um, next, Superman overtakes Butch in one spring. Because, again, he doesn't fly. He runs after him. And he grabs him. And he's like, do you mind? Just wait a minute, Butch, do you mind? He jumps up and hangs him from a telephone light and leaves him there. Uh, and he's like, get me out of here. He's like, okay, I'll cut you loose. He goes, no, no, don't, don't. Then he goes up to Lois and he's like, you needn't be afraid. I won't harm you. He picks up Lois and he heads back towards the city with her. He leaves her on the outskirts of the city. He's like, "Can you do me a favor and not print anything about this in your little, uh, in in your newspaper?" Now, if I was Lois, I'd be like, "Wait, you know who I am, and how do you know that I work for a newspaper?" But you know what? Maybe she's famous enough that most people recognize her. She's back next morning. She doesn't listen to Superman at all. She tells the editor right away. I'm telling you, I saw Superman last night. I was like, okay, are you sure? You sure you didn't see, you didn't see any pink elephants? Um, outside in the, in the main like lobby, in the main work area, Lois treats um, Clark even colder than before. He's like, I'm sorry. Please, please don't be angry with me. And that kind of ends that little story. So Clark... I mean, think about it. This is only 14 pages long. Now, a lot of these comic books nowadays are 22 pages, right, usually? This is a 14-page story, and we've already gone through two things. Superman saved a woman from being executed. Superman then went out with uh, Lois and then saved her from being kidnapped. And now 
Clark, we get kind of our third part of the story where Clark receives an assignment. Um, and I'm trying to figure this out. Okay, Clark, okay, I guess the news is dull and there's a war going on in the South America Republic, Santa Monte. And um, they want him to go down there to stir up some news. They're going to send, they're sending him down there with a camera to try to get um, some good shots with articles. So Clark Kent is going to get a train to San, San, San Monte. Um, but instead, he goes to Washington, D.C. He's like, oh, that's my story. You want me to go down there to, um, to, to, to get some news about this war? Instead, I'm going to go uh, to Washington, D.C. I'm like, wait, what? What is happening? So this is what I think he's going. He goes to the, into the, to the capital city, and he sits in the gallery in Congress, and he finds out about the senator. He follows the senator. He takes some pictures of him, and he goes to this, a local newspaper, and he's like, who is this guy talking to senator? And it's like this, this lobbyist. He's a slick lobbyist. No one knows what interests back him. But then Superman, now he's Superman, hangs outside this guy's, uh, this guy's office window. Like, you know, he must have jumped up high, and now he's hanging out the window. He knew what floor he was on. And he eavesdrops to find out that this senator is working with this lobbyist to kind of fund this war. The war that Clark was supposed to be going to cover is actually, he's actually going to find who's funding this war to begin with. Um, and they're, I guess they're going to become rich by funding this war, and Sam, Superman does not, uh, does not, uh, it, he ain't having it. I'll put it that way. So he waits for this lobbyist dude to, um, to leave the, the building, and he, grabs him like right outside he he confronts him and he's like uh who's behind these cor the corrupting of the senator and the guy's like i don't know what you're talking about and he's like so you're the you're one of these silent men huh we'll see if you'll talk and the guy goes let go of my hand because superman grabs him by the hand he's like your foot will do just as well grabs the guy by the foot and takes off into the sky again doesn't fly just jumps and we learn that Superman gets around quicker by running on electrical wires. The guy's like, stop, we'll be electrocuted. And Superman goes, no, we won't. Birds sit on telephone wires and they aren't electrocuted. And then on the last page, he goes, not unless they touch the telephone pole and are grounded. He goes, oops, almost touched a pole. Like now Superman is is freaking this guy out he's pretending that he's going to accidentally get get electrocuted and um like this guy's freaking out he he brings him to these wires outside the capitol building he goes oh look it's the capitol let's go pay a visit and the guy's like please let me down let me down and he jumps he jumps onto the capitol dome and um which again is just weird the, the capitol when you think about this is i'm reading this in um uh, at the end of January 2021. So to think about if you look up Capital January 2021 in the near, if, if you're in the future, uh, you'll know why it's just weird seeing Capital. Um, so they're on the dome and he's like, what a nice view. And the guy's like freaking out, freaking out. And he goes, I wonder if I could jump all the way to that building. So Superman's just teasing this guy now. And he jumps. The guy's like, don't. And it said, despite Greer's frenzied protest, Superman leaps on out into the night. And or is it Greer or Breer? I, I thought it was Breer, but uh, and Superman goes, "Oops, I missed it," and they start falling, and that's how the comic ends. 
and it says, And so begins the startling adventures of the most sensational strip character of all time, Superman. A physical marvel, a mental wonder, Superman is destined to reshape the destiny of a world. Only in Action Comics can you thrill at the daring deeds of this superb creation. Don't miss an issue. So... That's the end of Action Comics number one. It shows a photo of uh, a, a photo shows a picture of Superman b- busting through chains, and um, it's letting you know, look, um, this is just the beginning. He'll only be available in Action Comics, which of course um, isn't true because at some point in is it thirty eight or thirty nine, he, he gets his own comic book. But right now, he's only available in Action Comics. Don't miss an issue. Now, these comic books, from what I've read uh, or seen, they're like sixty something pages long. Um, but we only see the Superman stories that are 14 pages long. And I've noticed in um, other issues, we have covers that have nothing to do with Superman because there are other stories in there for this time, for the time being. Um, And it just, it lucked out, thank God, that Superman's first appearance um, is also, he happens to be on the cover. They put that story on there. So I don't know if that was just, you know, a, a lucky coincidence uh, because there are other other covers that have nothing to do with the Superman or the story that um, that we're reading about Superman, uh, but I, I, I'm going to guess at what those stories are about just based on what I see in the future. Uh, but it worked out in Action Comics number one, and uh, yeah, I am excited. We we see Superman, um, you know, getting involved with uh, government, getting involved with uh, uh, um, uh, the um, death penalty getting involved with uh, thugs. A lot happens in 14 pages. Uh, and it says, like, I like that a lot of these um, boxes are numbered, like uh, the artist, um, which is, I think, Schuster? I'm not even sure. I'd have to look that up. That's really awful that I don't know. Uh, I think uh, the, 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 uh, the artist, I like that they painted and put numbers. Now, I'm guessing maybe it was painted so that then the layout person would put them in order. I'm not sure. Uh, but this had 97 uh, different frames, uh, different panels that we saw in this. Um, and Well, 98 if you count this. Don't miss. Uh, only in Action Comics. So, uh, and it, uh, what it makes me want to do is read Action Comics number two. It makes me want to talk about Action Comics number two. And I hope, I hope, 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 that you uh, stay with me. Now, this already is about twice as long as I thought these these um, these these episodes would be. So who knows? Maybe I will be continue it, doing it this way, reading reading through the whole issue, or um, maybe I'll just talk about them. I'm not really sure. This is kind of this was my 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 test to see how how comfortable I was doing it this way, and I kind of like it. I have the comic book pulled up. I like going through every single panel. They're only 14 pages long. So I think I'm going to continue doing it this way, and I hope you stay with me. Um, and I want to tell you a little bit about me. I'm a giant Superman fan. I am, I I'm the guy who is excited about the the Snyder Cut. I have friends that that like comic books that don't really care. I'm excited about the Snyder Cut coming soon. I uh, again gave up Comicsology and got DC Infinite just to read uh, Superman and Batman uh, constantly. I have a lot of Superman T-shirts. And I'm excited even for the CW show, Superman and Lois. That is me. But more importantly, I have a Twitter account where you can find me online at Geek Mentality. My Twitter account is at Geek Mentality. 
I have a website called fans.experts.com, and every episode of Reaction Comics will be available at fans.experts.com slash reactioncomics. I do other podcasts there, too. We have um, some podcasts that my cousin works on as well. So if you check out fans.experts.com, maybe there'll be other podcasts you'll be interested in. And yeah, that is it. So until next time, stay super. Fans not experts.